Welcome to Floor Masters. I'm Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This podcast is about flooring installation, custom showers, kitchen remodels, bath remodels, everything involved from materials to pricing to how-tos and how-not. Get your headphones, get your pen and paper, and let's get it. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Floor Masters Podcast. I am Anthony Moses, the owner of Simply Intricate Designs, the number one flooring contractor at Baton Rouge, and we have another amazing show Another amazing guest, a very good dear friend of mine. I think I can say that she's a dear friend of mine. Shannon Violet. Is that right? Hi. Because I'm so used to seeing that tile chick. That's why I had to ask if that was right. I know I've seen the name before. Guys, I have the amazing, the wonderful, the little beautiful Shannon Violet. Shannon, please introduce yourself. Tell everybody what you do, who you do it for, and how you do it. Um, my name is Shannon Violet. Well, my last, I have a last name too, Yotis. Um, I am that tile chick if you don't know who I am on Instagram. Um, and I just recently quit my nine to five accounting job to be a full-time tile contractor. A full-time tile contractor. So what's the name of the business uh, well, of the company? Mine is just that tile chick. So that tile chick. That tile chick, yeah. Um, I do have a business partner. We have a remodeling company. So it's called Atlantis Construction. We've had that for the last four years. So that's kind of where I've been learning and growing through um, and doing part-time and just trying to learn tile. Um, The reason of me wanting to start learning how to tile is because we could not find a competent tile installer for our life. Oh uh, yeah, that's the story of everybody's life. Yeah, so you know, we know a little bit, but it just kind of started when we noticed a lot of shower failures and what was going on here in Houston area. Um, so, and I just remember us sitting <laughs> 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night watching Sal Blasi YouTube videos. So. That's kind of where it all started. Um, I would watch his videos over and over again and learning and reading the John Bridge forums. So. Shout out to Sal. Everybody, everybody, uh, <laughs> go check out Sal's videos. There's not many uh, tile YouTubers on, on, uh, on, on YouTube, but if, if you look for any tile videos on YouTube, you've definitely seen Sal's videos. Yes, yes. My voice sound. That's what I would say. Before I even really like knew anything or knew about the groups or knew anything, I would just be like, gotta watch my voice Sal, you know, all the time. Because it's just it just is what got me into learning more of the technical aspects and it just grew from there really. So you guys are located in Houston, Texas. Are you from Houston, Texas? No, not from here. I am from New Jersey. I was originally born on Staten Island. I lived there until I was about 12, and my parents moved us to the Jersey Shore. So and then you came I, down to the South so you can sweat. Yes, <laughs> but I love the heat, so. Oh, look, it's unbearable sometimes. <laughs> so our topic for today is gonna be mindset. 
Uh, I would like to know what what is your take on mindset? Because clearly you have to have a different mindset because you just told us that you quit your job. Yeah. So you can stick tall to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I mean, yes, essentially when you break it down, that is what I did. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit more than that. You know, um, my view on mindset is ultimately there's a big picture then there's a small picture big picture is never let anybody tell you what you should do with your life smaller picture is within our little neck and our little industry of tile um, in the big scheme of the construction world um, we are part of skilled trades and you know my question is is what's happening to skilled trades you know it's not a desired job, right? Like you just said, wow, you just quit your nine to five to do tile, you know? And it's like, that is a mindset all in its own, you know, where it's not an honored job. Um, but in my opinion, like my entire life, I was, I'm the first person in my entire family to graduate from college with a degree. Um, everybody in my family was either well, all the females were stay-at-home moms and all the dads worked a trade. My dad was in construction, heavy construction my entire life. Um, and then, you know, his dad, my grandfather, he was an entrepreneur. He owned a uh, pet store and a bagel store on Staten Island. Um, so my dad has had his hand in many businesses. When we moved to New Jersey, he started his own masonry company. So my dad, my entire life was either doing concrete or setting pavers. Um, so me, I just have the natural personality where I'm interested in doing things like that. You know, like, hey dad, you know, I wanna help you. And he's like, okay, you know, go grab that tool and do it, you know? Yeah. And, and there would be times, many times growing up where I'd be like, dad, I can't do this. You're making me do this, I can't do it. Meanwhile, I'm the one who asked him, you know? And right, his, right. his response to me would always be, well, who said? You know, who said you can't do that? You know, it was always me who said I put the limitations on myself, whether it was because I was scared of the tool I was using or I thought I couldn't pick up the stone, you know, um, just little things like that. But I don't think he realized it at the time, but he instilled something in me that it just, it stuck with me forever that, you know, you just never let anybody stop you no matter what, you just keep on pushing. Um, the downside to that, when I talk about mindset is my father's mindset. And it's a lot like the many men and women in this industry, not just ours, but in construction where they're stuck, they refuse to grow. They don't wanna change and they don't wanna adapt. And therefore it brings down the view of the construction world altogether. Um, before we got on here, I looked at statistics about the amount of people that are in the skilled trades workforce. Um, and more than one third of the skilled trade labor in the United States is made up of baby boomers from the age 45 to 55. By the year 2030, they'll be retired. So what does that mean for the, con the construction industry? Our infrastructure, our roads, our buildings, you know, what's gonna happen? Um, does that mean that because we 
can't get kids and children to go into a trade school or learn a trade or take the time to realize that a trade is a very good job to hold, you know, that everything else is going to crumble. We're not going to be able to progress as an industry. Um, so where it comes full circle to me is on a small scale is what I've seen happen to my dad. He learned his trade. He got really good at his trade um, and nobody can tell him otherwise. It didn't matter if there was new products out, um, if there was a better way of doing business, if there was somebody that can help him, didn't matter. He was gonna continue on doing it the way he wants. And guess what? You know what? Not to, not to cut you off, the last, the last episode was uh -huh. about uh, being more than an installer. So um, I've noticed myself that there's a lot of installers that buy the truck that my dogs are gonna go crazy. Sorry. Oh no, that's that's fine. Um, I noticed that there are a lot of installers that have that same mentality that that you said your dad has. They get really good at something, and you always hear from them how many years they've been doing it. I started doing tile when I was seven. Yeah. I started doing tile when I was 10. I've been doing this 20 years. And they never look outside of being a good installer. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of the issue with uh, the industry bringing in those younger people because the younger people are looking at what else, like, you got to give me a different aspect of just doing this hard labor. Like, yeah. this, this is it? You want me to do yeah. this for, for, for 40 years and- That's it. Then just go home and yeah. try to fix my body again? Yeah. So I'm always trying to encourage anybody around me to just, you gotta think about the bigger picture it had, you have to have a game plan. To, it's nothing wrong with being an amazing installer, but what's the next step? Like, what happens yeah. after that? Can can you can you use being an amazing installer to build a platform to grow up a whole bunch of more amazing installers, or are you just going to be this great installer that at some point says, "I got to put my tools down"? And that's yeah, it. exactly, exactly. And it's you know, my dad is sixty-five now. And guess what he's still doing? He's still hauling concrete. He still sticks stone to walls. Like essentially that's what he is doing. And he loves it. So guess what? I'm not gonna take anything away from him. And I definitely will never take any credit away from him. He has taught me an immense amount of, you know, mental toughness. He's taught me everything that I know up to this point. Um, what's taught me any different was he told me, he also told me, you have to go to college. You need to get a degree. You can't do this. You know, you can't be like me. You know, what are you going to do, Shan? That's what he would say. What are you going to do? You know, you need to go get an education. Okay, great. I went to get an education. I went to college for four years, got an accounting degree. They didn't teach me a lick of accounting. What taught right. me accounting was going to work and doing it. So what I learned in college was that, I hate to say it, but like what I learned in college is that I paid way too much money for something that I could have learned on my own if I had the, you know, if I had the 
interest in it. I went. You know, to- you know what I learned from college? <laughs> I learned from 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 college how to be an employee. Exactly. Like I learned how to make somebody else's dream a reality. You know, yeah. I learned how to come to work, punch the clock, get on that hamster wheel, and just keep going. You know, it didn't matter. And for the first year or two, it was exciting when I got my job. Like, yeah, you know, I got my job. Like, I'm so happy. Once I learned and I stopped being able to progress, I'm like, oh, yeah, here I am just fixing another slew of problems, which is the same thing I did last month. Like, it's just, which is fine. If that's what you want to do with your life, you want to be an accountant or you want to open up your own office and you want to do taxes or you, that's what you like. That's fine. It's just not for me, you know, do sitting behind a desk and being an introvert um, is just not speaking to people or seeing people and not facing new challenges on a daily basis, which ultimately uh, forced me to grow as a person is just not the way I want to be. And I don't put anybody down who wants to do that and Godspeed for you. And that's good for you. And I'm happy, but there's a whole, there's a difference between going to college to be an accountant or a banker or whatever, and sitting behind a desk, doing it for a big corporation, being a number cog and wheel and saying, Oh, I want to be an accountant. I want to open up my own office. Then you have to sell accounts. Then you have to talk to people. Then you have to do negotiations and you have to do sales and you have to run a business. It's completely different. Uh, So those are my two avenues. And I'm like, but again, I don't love accounting, right? Even though I was doing accounting full-time, I decided to start a remodeling business. I decided my father's company, his business is Atlanta Stonemasons. I started Atlantis Construction. Um, because I'm the one who gave my dad's business name, the name. And like, I love it that much that I kept it and started it in Houston. The reason I chose Houston was because I had this mind shift where I'm like, I want to design my life the way I want it. I want to live in a warm climate. I want to, I want to live in a good economy. I just don't think New Jersey has a very good economy for people starting families. Like it's extremely expensive to buy a house. The real estate market is really expensive. The barrier to entry for somebody to purchase the property and renovate it is ridiculous. So I wanted to be in a market that's up and coming. We have, we're one of the most diverse cities in America. Um, we have an awesome real estate market. You know, we have the oil industry here um, and there's always work. I mean, we get hurricanes. So there's always work. I mean, same kind of in New Jersey, but I guess the demand for construction, it's here, you know? Um, So that's kind of my reason for choosing Houston. I mean, kind of getting off the beaten path here, but with mindset with my father and getting back onto that, like that was his mind. That's his mind. It still is his mind till this day because when I went to school to do accounting, I'm like, dad, I have to do your books. Um, I have to make sure you pay your taxes. I have to make sure you do all this stuff. And his office looks like a bomb exploded upstairs and it's just a disaster. His receipts are in a shoebox, and there's no organization whatsoever. He pays the accountant and crazy amount of money at the end of the year to do his books and get everything in order. Meanwhile, I've tried and tried and tried and he just never wants to kind of progress forward or learn anything new he's just 
you know, does the same thing and complains about it. Um, you know, so those are the things that he does do. And those are just his minor failures that I see. And I see it's a common thing within these people who are in that age bracket in the trades. Um, and now you want to throw other things in there like social media and online marketing. And that's a whole other problem, you know, where they're like, oh, I went by word of mouth. And that's great to get a client. Word of mouth is extremely important. But what about to leverage for other things? You know, if you only have, if you think of yourself as a wheel and you put yourself in the middle, you have all these spokes that come out, tiling or whatever, whatever you do, if you just do flooring or, you know, you're a finished carpenter, that's one spoke on the wheel. What about your husband, your father? Maybe you are also a master mechanic, like you, you know, worked on cars for 20 years, who really knows, but like, there's all these other things that come off of just you being that one thing, and they come full circle. So I guess what I'm saying is like, mindset to progress forward, you kind of need, you know, you kind of need to be open minded. And um, while trades and skilled labor in the working market, like if you're in a union or something like that, you're kind of a little bit led on a path, you know, you're kind of in an umbrella. Whereas if you own your own business, and you are a tradesman, now you need a whole new set of skills. You don't just need your tile skills. You need how to sell. You need how to deal with people. You need to know basic business. You know, I'm talking accounting, um, how to keep your books, how to invoice, how to bill a customer, how to cost a job, how to audit your job. Are you profitable? You know, all of those things, those are skills. People go to college for one of those things, auditing. People go to college to get a degree in that. They spend four years of their life studying. You know, don't you think if you own a business, you should open a book, read it, learn it. You know, people make fun of me because I didn't spend six years tiling. You know, I didn't spend six years tiling, but I, I took time to seek out knowledge from educated people who have spent 20 years tiling, 30 years tiling who have said, don't do this. Why would I waste 20 years of my life to figure out something not to do when I got Sal de Blasi telling me what not to do? That he spent the last 20 years figuring it out. You know, isn't that why we go to college, you know, to learn? And we have YouTube, Google, all these podcasts. You know, we have all these avenues of education. And yet- And you know what? I, uh, I think I, we're similar. I should say, um, because I'm fairly new to tile. Yeah. Now, I know that I can say that even though I'm fairly new, I know I do a lot better than a lot of people that's been around. I have no problem saying that. Anybody that would want to be mad at me for saying that, hey, go ahead and be mad. But this this is this is a fact. You you can't deny it. But I've I've uh had had comments made to me about um and this just happened to me recently i won't say anybody's name but um somebody made a comment on a post of mine uh on a method that i use that is different from the area that that person was in 
and I asked the person for a picture. Like, could you give me an example? And they thought I was calling them out. Like, don't call me out. Um, I've been doing this for this long. I'll make you look bad. And you're so green, it's scary. And I was thinking to myself, do you realize how stupid that sounds? Everybody was green at some point. Yeah. This, this is, this is, it has to be. Am I the best? No. Do I know everything? No. What I did wasn't wrong, but there's so many people that have this mindset of, I'm the best at what I do. I don't need to get better because there's only so far you can go up this ladder. And they never open their mind to all of the many other avenues that come along with our industry. Just like you said, a lot of our uh, fellow installers are business owners. But you wouldn't know that based on um, some of the things, you know, that, that go on around us. Some of, some of the mindsets that, that are in place around us. Like people, people think that they don't have to worry about sales. I know how to close a sale. If I don't, I'll lower my prices. If you want to be successful as a business owner, there's a lot of hats you have to wear. Or you have to pay for a lot of hats. And it's, 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 you can't avoid it. Like there is no avoiding it. And then, you know, then people want to, uh, want to mention of, you know, well, you, you determine your success. Yeah, you do. Well, we hear a lot of gripes on, oh, I can't get this done. I can't get this done. If you're not trying, or if you're not trying to grow as a business owner, you're never going to get there. And anybody that you have behind you is learning those same mindsets from you. So you're teaching however however many people behind you how to think about being a business owner, uh, being an installer, being a salesman, being an estimator, all these things that we have to be that come along with the mindset of, that should be in places I just have to be a sponge to everything around me. Social media is one of those things that it's so many different avenues in that. You got TikTok. We got uh, all these different accounts that TikTok, click clock. You know, it's <laughs> it's a lot to manage. But as an entrepreneur that's trying to grow, you will be open to say, "Hey, you know what? I need I need to learn all these avenues because I can't depend on." any one of these to sustain my growth. Yeah, it's, it's the old saying, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. It's just, it's just so simple and basic, but it is so true. You know, you can't just rely on one thing. You get in your car, it's got four wheels, you know, not one. You're not riding a tricycle to work. You got a car with four wheels. So it's well, like- I'm curious, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm curious to know from you, what is, what's the the goal for that tile chick? Like, um, is is this a stepping stone to to get into another level? Um, do do you want to grow this to a point to where at some point your hands off? What's 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 Shannon's goal without spilling all the beans so everybody can steal steal the the, the blueprint? <laughs> well, in the short term, um, my thing is because I see such a 
such a poor decline in the, in the skilled trades and even the fact that there's less and less um, young people wanting to go into a trade and everybody, our society tells us we need to go as, as young as you're seven years old, you're in, you know, you're in grade school. They're telling you you need to go plan for your four-year school. You need to plan for your four-year school. Um, nobody's ever teaching you how to swing a hammer. Nobody's ever teaching you any technical skills, any trade skills whatsoever, let alone what an electrician does versus what a carpenter does, what a tile, what a tile setter does. Um, so with that being said, there are some states and universities that are spilling millions of dollars into either changing their trade school names and trying to rebrand trades as a whole so that kids are more interested in picking up a trade because there's jobs available out there that are well-paying. And if you don't wanna go the entrepreneur route and you wanna work for somebody, you wanna work for a union or you wanna work for a big construction company, the jobs are there. There's millions of jobs available, um, but they're worried. You know, there's statistics I have, you know, I printed them out, but I'm not even gonna go into it, but there's jobs available for people who are trade, who have a trade skill. And, you know, you're, I'm finding that they're, it's becoming harder and harder for them to fill these positions because nobody's interested. Um, and I also think that if you look at it on twofold, yes, it's society, but also us as tradesmen, you know, where the way we walk around, the way we act, the way we talk and who we are as people, um, we're failing the next generation because they look at us and they don't want to be us. Why, why would I want to be you? You know, you're, you're, you're out of shape. You're broken down. You don't take care of yourself. You're never home. You know, you treat, you don't talk to your wife. You never see your kids. Like I just think about my home life growing up. Like my dad was always working. I don't fault him for that. You know, I appreciate all the hard work that he put in. I just wish that he could have maybe opened his eyes and just learned a little bit more so that he could have enjoyed more of life. And um, I think that because of the narrow-mindedness of that age group, that it fails to trickle down to the younger group of people who are now entering the job market or, go, or graduating from high school. And with their choice of going to college, it's like the only choice that society pushes on them. Um, not even, not to mention, like if you call up if we had a panel of moms on the phone here, 10 of them, I guarantee you 10 out of 10 of them would say, well, I'm pushing my Johnny or I'm pushing my Katie to go to college. I don't want her to be a, a iron worker. I don't want her to be a tile setter because you know that guy who came to look at my bathroom last week, he smelled like alcohol or he smelled like cigarettes. I'm not even sure if he brushed his teeth that day. You know, it's like... <laughs> I, the, you know, I'm not making fun of anybody, but I'm just saying like, that is what people see. That's what people see. So when I tell them, yeah, oh yeah, I quit my job to do tile. They're like, why? Why? And, and I think that's <laughs> because, uh, like you said, for the most part, people can't see the, 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 the big picture of it because that's the, uh, that's the short, the short version. I quit my job to set tile. Yeah. 
But the the reality of it is, I quit my job to yeah. build a brand to allow me to be mm-hmm. off more, to 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 make enough money to where I can I can invest in something else that would keep me from having to work. I know you you guys do uh do do remodels, yeah, flipping so houses. This is gonna allow you to have income to where you can make the decision of, I don't feel like going to work today. Exactly. So that was kind of long-winded winded version, but to answer your question is yes. Like when I came to Houston almost four years ago now, it was my plan to not work as an accountant and to just work in the business and do remodels, right? So my long game is real estate. I want to own multifamily properties big ones, like 15 units plus. So the advantage of me getting known, whether it's on social media, you know, however, by, by way of networking um, is because that allows me to open up avenues of other people that I meet who also might want to partner with me. I mean, I don't know anybody who has $3 million sitting in her underwear drawer to give me to buy a 15 unit multifamily, but yes. some people I know, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. the more people that I know you know, maybe I meet somebody who's like, well, I don't have any construction knowledge. I don't know anything about remodeling, but I have money. You know, I want to, I want to buy a 15 unit property and renovate it. You know, you, you just never know. Cause with my flip house, that's how I got into that contract was because of just networking and allowing people to know that this is what I want to do with myself. So in the long run is real estate. In the short run and the immediate future, like, yes, I am building a brand for myself, but I'm also seeing that the United States has a shortage for skilled trades. Social media and online influence is gigantic. There's billions of users on Instagram alone. I can't even imagine how many are on other platforms. And I'm sure that there's it's ridiculous. So right. the amount of people who can see you, know you, and want to emulate you and your success by way of trades, because my the trade that I'm doing and learning and trying to gain success at is just a vehicle for my ultimate life success, which is my brand, my influence on others, which is the next generation, whether by way of network or if I'm asked to speak somewhere, whether it's at a school, whether it's at a, you know, a trade show, wherever, to try to promote trades to the next generation. It's not just tile, it's trades in general or entrepreneurship in general. And knowing that all the facets that come with that, because you don't learn that in school, you don't learn how to manage any of this in school. So I want to kind of be that and I want to grow into that for younger people. And see, even expressing, even expressing that goal to uh, fellow craftsmen Mm -hmm. is not always easy because a lot of people look at that as disrespectful to the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, like we're doing something wrong as, are you using us to get to this next platform? And I guess mine and your mindset is, and you should too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't like, be so stuck in uh your tools that you that you can't like you you refuse to grow. Um yeah. because my goal is similar. Uh 
if I was able to be off of my tools today, I would gladly put them down and move to the next level. Am I disrespecting somebody by saying, hey, I don't want to inst install tile anymore? No, I'm not. Because there'll always be somebody that will install tile. Somebody's going to take my spot, and it's going to be somebody that's going to do a good job. Somebody that's not doing a good job probably can't fill my shoes. Just going to just put that out there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but this, this, this is this should be the the mindset. But like 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 you're mentioning, nobody's teaching that part of it. Yeah, there are people that we can, you and I can look at as successes because of uh, the following that they've grown. But it comes to a point of how is that translating to your influence on other people? Having having a lot of followers is good, yep. but if all that is is you having followers and you're still stuck in uh, the same position that you were in a few years ago, what what kind of influence are you having on those people that that you can be uh, a major influence? We'll use um, athletes for example. Like everything that's going on in the world right now, people are like rooting on like, hey, y'all have a voice. Y'all can change things. And the NBA has started putting all kinds of stuff on, on jerseys. It's the same way in our industry. If you get to a point where you have a platform, you can change the thought process of a lot of people to say, oh, man, this is cool. Like I like what that person did, and I want to do the same thing. And I hope you can change. The entire industry can change, but it takes, it takes people. I hate sounding like I'm better than anybody. It takes people like us to get to the point to say, you know what? It's going to be some, some flack that comes along with it. Like we know, but somebody got to do it. Somebody has to do it. I, I'm willing to go down this journey to see if I can change things. If I can't, Hey, I put as much effort as I can, but instead of being stuck as an installer, just doing a job and collecting a check, I, look, I might as well go work for another company. Like, yeah. You are 100%, 100% right. I mean, anybody who opens them, their, you know, their creative skill to anybody, whether, you know, we do it via Instagram, you have your podcast and, you know, we have the Facebook groups and, you know, um, which is a whole other, you know, culture in itself but we open ourselves up to criticism, which is fine. You know, it's, I don't mind getting criticized. Um, I just like, I mean, it just, it kind of motivates me more to do what I'm doing and the purpose that I have behind it, more, right. you know, because it's like, this is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing because of this, you know, and it even like, you know, we ha there's a culture on the Facebook groups where you post your work and people are expected to pick it apart. And I mean, there's the constructive criticism, it's needed, you need it. If you wanna progress in anything that you do, trade or not, you need constructive criticism, you need to be criticized. But like, and I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyway. You say it, I can edit it if it doesn't <laughs> need to be said. <laughs> <laughs> One of the admins of one of the groups, you know, reached out to me and told me that, you know, my commenting gets cut it off, cut, 
my commenting gets cut off of my posts, you know, very often. They shut it off or they'll delete my posts altogether because their reason is because, quote unquote, I need to get in the trenches like everybody else. And I'm just, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You know, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. This is somebody who doesn't know anything about me, you know, doesn't know that I still have the tools I bought from four years ago. You know, my first, you know, big investment in tools, which are crap rigid, you know, half of my stuff is broken, you know, like, like as if I'm over here, like, you know, making millions, you know, doing great. Like, no, I'm new and I'm trying to make something for myself. And I have worked extremely hard to get where I am, just to get the little bit that I do have. And for somebody to say something like that to you, it's like, you don't even know me, but you don't even know anything about me, you know? Uh, so it's kind of sad. And it's like, I mean, I just, I feel bad for people like that who make assumptions about others without even knowing anything about them, not even taking the time to know who I am or what I've been or what I've learned or anything. They're just making assumptions, you know, like I showed up yesterday with a trial in my hand and somebody gave me everything, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. That's, you know, it's just interesting. And, um, again, it's that, it's that mindset of, oh, well, you need to just like keep your mouth shut and you shouldn't be posting yourself on Instagram or trying to be an influencer when you haven't tiled for X amount of years. So now there's a cap, you know, like now there's a time limit I'm supposed to have on this, you know, says who? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's a tile rule book that <laughs> yeah. says you have to be tiling for X amount of years before you can yeah. Uh, have somebody yeah. like you. Yeah, exactly. If you need to make X amount of mistakes, post X amount of times, be ridiculed this many times, like what? You know. There's I mean, and, and 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 I I I kind of understand um, some people's feelings towards that because, like you said, this is one of those areas that uh, many people in our industry are not getting taught. Mm -hmm. Like this is not something uh, that that people are teaching. Even if you're in a union, you don't know what what the, the level or quality of education is. So people are learning stuff on the fly. Like they really are learning things on the fly. Um, there's no real tile school to go to. Uh, many of us do not have to be certified. So everybody pretty much is learning as they go. So I feel like it's almost human nature for people to be envious when they see new people come on the scene and get more attention than they had uh, in, in the past years, which some of them didn't have the, the means of social media. So there was no way for them to get their attention. And now that they do have the means and aren't open to, to utilizing it, they can only be frustrated. Is it right? Absolutely not. But I understand the thought process. I, I understand why they're mad, but it's up to them for them to do something about it. They can't be mad at the other person. I, I, I get it, you're upset. You, you were doing this for 20 years. I would probably be frustrated too if I was tiling for 20 years and still 
doing the same thing. I'm not knocking anybody for doing that. I'm not saying that they uh you you haven't had success or you know you're any lower than anybody. But me being the person I am, I would probably be frustrated if I had been setting ceramic tile for 20 years and still setting ceramic tile. Yeah, no, I know. But I don't care how much money I made. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me saying like, oh man, I want to be a tile installer. And I look at a tile installer and, you know, you just look up the hashtag tile on Instagram and there's all these guys and girls showing off their great work. That's like me going on there and throwing shade at them because they're these great installers and that's what I want to do. No, you want to know what I do? I look, I seek out these great installers and I find out how they got there. Ask them questions, be their friend, learn from them, take notes, keep my mouth shut and get educated. I don't throw shade at somebody doing better than me because they took the time to learn it. It's simple as that, you know, like I took the time to learn how to excel in social media. I've read books. I've reached out to other people who are successful in social media. I've made friends with people who get paid a lot of money to post a damn picture on social media. Wanna Which know I'm why? so looking forward to yeah. doing one day. I can't wait to make money from posting on Instagram. <laughs> All because I just ask questions and I'm genuinely interested in what they do. Same with Todd, you know? So it goes both ways. You've been a tile setter for 20 years. You got something I don't have, right? I know how to use Instagram. I have something you don't have. I know how to do accounting. You don't. I have something you don't have. It could be a mutual relationship. But people- it's always, it should always be collaborative. For whatever reason, we always use this word competition or uh, I have to do more uh, stuff or I need to offer more because of the competition. Like there is no competition in the city of Baton Rouge for me. None. There is no competition. If we work in the same industry, I'm always willing. I'll work on the job with you because I know you've been doing this longer than I have. You can teach me something. Am I going to take it and use it against you? No. I'll take it. And if there's an opportunity for us to work together again, I'm going to give that opportunity back to you because you gave me something. Yeah. The mindset in, in our industry for the majority is... I got to beat this person. I got to beat that price. I got to beat this service. This, I don't, I don't know why. And I feel like the reason I don't know why is because I'm newer to it. Like I just haven't been in it long enough to where like some people, they really have that burnt into their minds of, I got to compete because that's how it used to be. Like, yeah. I feel like the, the the new kids on the block are like, oh, let's collaborate because we can build more together. And the people that's been around along us is like, that's stupid. Get away from me. I don't yeah. want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, for the most part. But there is a lot. I, like, I don't want to take credit away from the people who are so nice and so kind and answer questions and take their time to get to know you. Like I've had phone conversations with some very well-known time installers. And I give them an immense amount of credit because um, these are busy people. These are people who have, you know, full schedule. They have wives, they have kids and they take their time out to have a conversation with me. So I appreciate the people who have done that. And, you know, like whether we can ever collaborate or not, like 
they're always available to answer questions. And guess what? These are people who are successful. These are people who have done great things. You know, they're not over here standing in the sidelines pointing fingers at anybody as to why they're not gaining success. And I think it's because they know what it takes to get to where they're at. They know the hard work, they know the dedication, they know the sacrifice. So why would they ever point a finger at somebody who's trying to achieve that? It's always people who haven't really achieved that ultimate level of success that they really have burning inside of them that always have to point the finger. You know, there's some level of success that they haven't reached that they've set out for themselves when they were 10 years old, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be Batman, you know, and they've never were able to reach that by whatever means, you know, because they got to a certain point and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm comfortable. I got the nice house, you know, I got the white picket fence. I got this car I like, so. But I can't fit into the bad suit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just comfortable. No, I'm just, uh, they get, but they do. They get to a point and they take their foot off the gas. They just take the foot off the gas, you know? And then at that point you start rolling back and then you want to start pointing your fingers at other people as to why you've stopped. You've stopped progressing. But times keep changing. There's a new iPhone every single year. You know, think about this. Like technology is just, it, it just keeps going. New products new ways of thinking, new education, it comes out faster than you can even think. And you're just sitting there taking your foot off the gas because you think you've made it. Well, guess what? Life moves faster than you can ever even imagine. You know? And I think you- that I think that comes with uh with uh having measurable goals. Yeah. Like being a, being able to to have a goal that is uh something that you can track and is uh realistically attainable. Is how how you keep your foot on the pedal because I mean it can get overwhelming from from day to day just thinking about all of the work that you have to do. Um, if you're you're overwhelmed yesterday and you had ten estimates to do, thinking about the future or thinking about if I grow my business, I'm gonna have twenty estimates to do. Like it could, it could be overwhelming to some people. Who are like you know what, I'm gonna stop here. And I'm not going any further because I don't know how I'm going to manage more without having those measurable goals or having a map out plan to say, hey, look, you know what? In in two years, I want to hire two more employees. I need to pass off two hats of some of my responsibilities now to where I can move up to the next step without it being super overwhelming and not crash one day. A lot of people have never thought of that. Um, a few few weeks a uh, month ago, I was uh, writing out a, a a real business plan, like how my business is going to look. And in the process of doing it, I was so frustrated because I'm thinking like, I have to sit here and write uh, roles. Like I have to write a description for employees that do not exist right now. I don't, what? How am I going to do this? But it's necessary to be able to say, you know what? Hey, next year, I got I, I have to hire a salesperson, mm-hmm. or next year I have to hire an accountant because I can't I can't grow and continue to do all of these things, and install, and go do estimates, and market, make social media posts, which is so much in itself, <laughs> but. It, it requires having those measurable goals and 
I feel like that's something a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know how many people probably even write their goals down, to be honest with you. Um, in our industry, maybe, you know, I don't know. I know I wrote my, I write my goals down. I have a list behind me right now that you probably can't really see. I can see. I can't see what it says, but I see it. This is just little things that I know I need to do within this house here. Like I need to finish the molding. I need to hang some doors up. I need to trim out the sliding glass door in the back. I need to get the bathrooms done. Um, so I have like a neat little tasks that are going to amount to reach a bigger goal. And then once I reach that, I'm going to make some new tasks, but I have to write them down in order to keep myself focused. Otherwise I'm like, I feel like there's so many things. I don't know where to start. I have to pick balloons out of the air and just say, okay, I'm gonna start right here. Just start here and little steps, little steps, you know, and eventually little tiny steps. You can't imagine where you'd lead in the next six months, year, you know, cause I, four years ago when packed up a 16 foot trailer and I moved down to Houston. I wouldn't think I'd be on this zoom call doing a podcast with you right now. You know, you make that sound like it was a part of the success story. Yes. But, but really like I, I, I think about some things that when I decided like I am going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit hundred percent. I'm going to take massive action. Um, and I'm going to keep moving forward. And <laughs> When I decided to do that and I changed my mindset, you would not believe the amount of things that I sit here and I'm like, man, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe yeah. I just talked to this one on the phone. I can't believe that I just met this person. I can't believe I just did that deal. I can't believe I just closed this contract. Like you start thinking to yourself like, man, holy cow. I would never have thought I would do that. I would never thought I'd have the guts to do this, you know? and. Here you are living and you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone every single day. You know, and I know that if it makes me uncomfortable, I have to do it. I, I mean, and then in, in the, in the process of that happening, it'll, there's going to be opportunities that are come up that could get you further than what you planned mm -hmm. to where you have to make the decision of, wow, I really didn't think that I would have the opportunity uh, to do this, but, if I take this opportunity, I'll be right where I plan to be. I, for example, I had someone offer uh, for me to do podcasting like full time. Like, hey man, look, if the price is right, would you uh, consider putting putting the tools down and, and doing this all day every day? Which I had to think like I've never thought about that, but if it gets me to the next step, I have to consider this because. That's the goal. Like the goal wasn't to just be this crazy skilled craftsperson. Mm -hmm. That was part of the plan, but that was like closer towards the bottom. Like I'm shooting towards the main goal and that's where we're going. And it might, it's going to be things that come up in the process that, like you said, you never would have thought that this was going to even be a possibility. But, but just because you were putting that foot forward, people are going to bring stuff to you to say, hey, look, I love what you're doing. Have you ever thought about doing X, Y, Z? I can help you in that area and I'll pay you billions of dollars. Yeah. Look, speaking, speaking for the future. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'll say, I'm gonna try to wrap up before I, uh, before we get off. I think we got everything in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you had notes, but I I hit on most of it. Um, so we'll tell us who you are again, okay. and then uh, give us uh, I guess a, a outro, and we'll we'll call it a wrap. So again, I'm Shannon Violet. My Instagram is that tile chick. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at that tile chick. Also, I'm on Facebook, Shannon Violet. Uh, my business page, that tile chick, and I'm also on TikTok as well, um, that tile chick. But yeah, it's been great. Shannon, thank you for being on the show. Hopefully, uh, we didn't make too many people mad, and hopefully, we changed some mindsets. Uh, I just expect stuff like that. I, it's gonna bother somebody, but hopefully we we can tweak somebody's mindset. If it's just one person for now, I'll settle for that. I'm pretty sure you will too. But uh, and if we can't change mindsets, hopefully we can change our influence, and then at some point we'll change it uh, uh, by force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.